0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Today, let us journey through the Gospels from the perspective of relationships. Jesus' relationship with God the Father. Let us begin with Jesus as a boy of 12 years of age. Back to the first recorded mention of Jesus referencing his relationship with God the Father. It is festival time. Jesus' earthly family would travel to Jerusalem according to the custom. Now in their culture of the time, family includes all relatives and community, so they all travel together. After this feast, Jesus' earthly family returned to Galilee, unknowingly without Jesus. So Jesus' earthly mother and adopted father returned to Jerusalem in search of him. So let's pick up the story in Luke chapter 2, verses 46 to 49. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my Father's business? Jesus' statement about God the Father is a testimony to the intimate relationship they share. Jesus said, My Father. Jesus knows his identity in relationship with God the Father. God, my Father. Jesus is revealing a loving Father who has a purpose and a plan, a oneness in relationship. My Father is identity, and my Father's business is purpose. For out of identity flows purpose. Jesus shows us that God is not a distant God. He is relational, intimate and personal. We can talk to him at any time and relate to him as he relates to us. God wants to be in our every day. He cares about us in every situation. Jesus at the age of 12 reveals to us his oneness with God the Father. The next recorded mention of Jesus' reference to his relationship with God the Father is when Jesus is with his disciples. It is after his baptism, when God the Father acknowledged his beloved Son. After his victory over humanity's selfish desires, when he did not succumb to any of the three temptations of those selfish desires. It was a time after Jesus had openly declared in the temple his mission and purpose of why he was sent by God the Father. A time after Jesus sent out the call to follow him. Jesus was with those who answered the call with his disciples. He was teaching them on the kingdom of God, interpreting the Old Testament scriptures to them in the way God initially intended them to be understood, showing his disciples how the world will see God the Father through the relationship with him. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. Jesus reaches into their culture and beliefs at the level of where they are at, their understanding of good works. At the same time, Jesus is drawing them closer to God as their Father in heaven, redefining their belief and purpose. Jesus declares over every disciple, we are the light of the world. We ourselves are not the divine light, We testify of his light that dwells within us. His light transforms us and pushes back the darkness within us. As a result of this inward transformation, our outward actions point to or testify of the glory, honour and magnificence of God the Father. Jesus says to his disciples, Your Father, highlighting their relationship with God the Father, an intimacy that they are yet to realize. Jesus shows them God is their Father in heaven. How this must have overwhelmed the mind of the disciples. Still in Matthew chapter 5, let us read the next mention by Jesus of God as Father in relationship to his disciples. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus declares over his disciples, Love your enemies and bless those who curse you, hate you, spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Jesus explains that they may know, experience, and live in the reality of what it is to be sons of the Father in heaven. The relationship is there as Jesus affirms, your Father in heaven. This relationship as sons of the living God is an inheritance, a position, action when we receive and believe in Jesus. We receive his identity as first born sons, whether we are male or female, through the revelation and experience of his love, truth and power, the Father will perfect every disciple. Jesus promises you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect, and when Jesus speaks, it will be so. The writer Luke adds another dimension to Jesus' powerful words. Luke chapter 6, verses 35 to 36. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Jesus says, You will be sons of the Most High. Your Father is the Lord God Almighty, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. He is also merciful. Therefore, as sons, you will reflect His character. Jesus is opening up their mind and heart to the possibility of a relationship of intimacy and transformation with the living God. God the Father, as your Father is, so shall you be. All fear is cast out when we know the truth about God and his relentlessness, his never-ending love, his undeserved favour, and his ultimate compassion. He is tender, yet powerful. One of the greatest barriers to God is religion. Religion is man-made. It is a set of rituals and codes and performance attempting to govern human behavior. The pride of humanity wants to earn its way to a higher sphere of enlightenment. The religious look to the person. God looks to the heart. It is his desire to elevate humanity to the position of sonship, intimacy and oneness with the Father. Jesus said, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. Since humanity gave their God-given power to rule and reign to evil and selfish desires, they became trapped by them, as a result ran away from God. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been working. Continually pursuing in love to reconcile, restore, and renew all of creation into a perfect relationship, one with Jesus, one with the Father. This is the will of the Father. This is the will of the Son. This is the will of the Holy Spirit. The three are one. To the Samaritan woman who knew of God and the promise of the Messiah, Jesus referred to God as the Father. The Father's heart's desire is that the truth of who he is be made known. John, chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And verses 23 to 26. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him god is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth the woman said to him i know that messiah is coming who is called christ when he comes he will tell us all things jesus said to her i who speak to you am he To the Jews who were not his disciples, Jesus said in John 10, verse 27 to 30, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I will give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Jesus refers to his disciples as the ones who do the will of the Father. They receive and believe in Jesus. They become related to him. Just as Jesus is surrendered to his Father's will, so shall we be. Matthew chapter 12 Verses 48 to 50. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. My Father. The oneness of the Father and Son is not only as God, but is maintained even when Jesus becomes the Son of Man, when he takes on human form, born of a woman. To his disciples, Jesus said, The oneness I have with my Father and he with me is yours. John chapter 14. Verses 15 to 20. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. Now there came a time as the disciples were journeying together with Jesus, after listening to him talking about the Father, my Father, your Father, and observing the intimacy and oneness that Jesus had with him, they asked, Lord, teach us to pray. It became apparent that Jesus' relationship of intimacy and oneness with the Father was directly related to the effectiveness of his mission. Jesus knows his identity, love and will of the Father, and prays accordingly. It is important we understand that Jesus' response to his disciples' request to learn how to pray is not a magic formula. It is not even a model on what to say. It is much deeper than that. It is a revelation of the relationship between Father God and the disciples of Jesus. For this is his kingdom. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus said, Our Father in heaven. Immediately Jesus includes his disciples into the identity of sonship of being a child of God. A perfect relationship rich in his love, truth and power. Together with Jesus, equal status and identity in him. We are not divine, Jesus is, and we never will be. Yet through our relationship with him and him in us, we in him, God the Father is our Father. We are given equal status, His love, His truth, His power. The relationship between Father and Son becomes ours. In His name, by His Spirit, all to the glory of our Father. Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom rule and reign in our lives and hearts and minds. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.